Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with uh, Don Bach from Minuteman Press. Thanks for joining us, Don. Thanks for having me, Mike. Good, Don. Before we get started, let me uh, tell people who's uh, coming up on the show. Uh, and I really want to thank you for stepping in at the last minute when Janelle could not get here. I'm glad to do it. And uh, next week on Thursday, we're going to have Dave Rocket. He's the uh, president and CEO of Omega Material Handling Company. On Friday, a week from today, we're going to have Craig Heldman of Hobson's. Uh, they work in the educational market. Uh, on Thursday, the 20th of December, we're going to have a really interesting guy named Wolf Olson. He runs a company called Freelance Commercial Diving, and his business is all about jumping in rivers and doing scuba and hard hat diving and sometimes toxic chemicals to uh, to fix things, or retrieve cars out of the Ohio River. And uh, on Friday, the 21st of December, that's going to be the, the last new show of the year, uh, we'll have John Melvin from uh, Small Business Development Center. The last week of the year, we'll have uh, two, show, two shows of interest from the past. Um, let's see. Other stuff people should know about. We have a, a networking uh, course coming up in January, the first four Mondays of January, uh, called Sandler Networking Works, and uh, that's No Charge for President's Club members and $199 for other people. And, and the other thing we got to tell everyone about is the Sandler Client Summit 2013, No Guts, No Gain. This is going to be in Orlando, Florida. Between now and the end of the year, the uh, registration fee is $400. After the first of the year, it's $500. This is the second client summit we're going to have. We're expecting about a 1,000 people, uh, 300 Sandler trainers and associates, and about 700 uh, clients. client side of the summit is going to be divided into two halves, sales and sales management, and you'll be able to go to either side. Uh, the, the big name kickoff speaker, which is uh, new for Sandler, they've never had one from the outside before. Uh, we're bringing in a fellow named Brian Frank, who is the head of global sales for a little outfit called LinkedIn. If you're not losing LinkedIn and you're prospecting, that's a mistake. And he's going to give us some hints on how to be tougher in in 2013 by using LinkedIn. Okay, Let's see if I covered all the specials. Probably did. Oh, if you're saying you have a major reservation for the December 21st uh, client appreciation party and Sandler auction, 3 to 5 p.m., call Carmen at 753-9400, extension 106, and 
she'll put you on the reserve list. Okay. Let me tell everyone a little bit about Don. Don studied in college graphic communications at uh, Cincinnati State, graduated in uh, 1979. He's uh a past president of the Cincinnati State uh, Alumni Association, currently a board member. Uh, Don has worked in the printing industry for over 30 years, started as a press operator in 1986, and uh, worked in the areas of trade magazines and sports programs. Uh, Don, you bought Minuteman Press. That's a franchise, right? That is. In 1997, and... You became the owner. Was the company uh, pre-existing when you bought it in 97? It was. Okay, so you bought someone else's pre-existing franchise. Yes, sir. Good. Looking backwards at it now, would you do it all over again? Absolutely. Good investment. And John was involved in a uh, a car wreck with a drunk driver back in, uh, I guess, 96? 93. 93. Covered faster and more completely than his doctors thought. And that's one of the reasons he purchased the Minuteman Press. Don is a member of the Anderson Area Chamber of Commerce and the Claremont County Chamber of Commerce. And he's a graduate of the Claremont County Leadership Class of 2000. And Don is a member of the uh, Knights of Columbus since 1992. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, let's see where, where we're going to start, Don. You know, you were a press operator before you bought the Minuteman uh, print, printing business. Um, what what led you to the conclusion that you wanted to own a printing company? Well, my whole background was in the graphic arts industry. I kind of thought I had a little bit of background there, but I went into this thing expecting it to be hard, Mike, and it's been uh, five times harder than I thought it would be. I have a more blue-collar background, and I quickly learned I had to develop some business skills in a hurry. I was used to being able to tell everybody the truth. Mm -hmm. In my line of work these days, I have to uh, sugarcoat or it hurt things. So. Mm -hmm. Tell everyone how many employees you have. We have five employees, and I'm blessed to have five good employees. Mm -hmm. And how long has the longest one been with you? Dave's been around since 95, so coming up on 18 years of service for uh, that's a long time for small business. Mm -hmm. And uh, why don't you tell us about how you go to market for Minuteman Press? I go knock on doors. I make cold calls. I phone people up. I'm active in uh, the, both chambers. Mm -hmm. What percentage of your business comes from networking, the chambers or uh, your Knights of Columbus? I'd say over 50% of it. Mm -hmm. And the other 50% would come from? Small businesses. Walk-ins. You still do walk-ins? We still have walk-ins. Yeah, we've got a retail storefront. Oh, people walk into your place. Absolutely. Good. And uh, do you ever do walk-ins to other people's places? Every day. Every try day? To, try to do five or six a day. Okay. And is that still productive? Yeah, it keeps me grounded, too. Absolutely, because mm -hmm. I'd rather have a bunch of little customers and uh, not have all my eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. Well, that sometimes puts companies out of business when you have all your eggs in one big basket and all of a sudden the uh, the big client decides to uh, move to Atlanta like those guys at, uh, was it HealthStream this week? Yeah, somebody left this week. I remember hearing that on the radio. Now, we had a client uh, who was doing a million dollars a year in business with interstate stores. 
when they left, and he had to reinvent himself. It was a terribly painful process for him. And we had a similar situation where we lost a larger client a few years back, but uh, had to fall back and regroup a little bit and uh, had to get myself out more mm -hmm. and, and knock on the doors. Mm -hmm. Do you have salespeople, Doc? Yes, we do. We have uh, one sales lady. Mm -hmm. How long has she been with you? She's been with us. Maya's been with me seven or eight years now. Hmm. Okay. As you look at the, the marketplace uh, for printing, and printing is one of these really, I'm going to call it strange services where you know there's a certain ubiquitousness about paper. You can take it any place, and you can't. You don't have to worry about the batteries on the paper running out. It's very nice well, to have hard copy. Or whether or not you have a, a Wi-Fi connection to read it. Uh, what are the obstacles that you see in the marketplace for, over the next couple of years? People or businesses thinking of our service as more of a commodity instead of a service. Going to the the younger folks seem to want to go right to the internet, looking and shopping for price only versus service, which is what we try to preach. Service. Mm -hmm. Try to set ourselves apart from if something goes wrong, God forbid. Uh, you can come knock on my door. It's very difficult to do that with a Vista print. Sure, sure. Why don't you tell the folks a little bit about the type of equipment that you uh, that you have? What kind of state-of-the-art equipment do you have there at Minuteman Press? Full digital color printing presses. Still actually do uh, the old offset ink on paper. It's, it's not as much of our percentage of our business as has been in the past, but there are still... Ink performs better than toner in a lot of situations, and it's uh, still very much easier to get envelopes and odd-sized sheets of paper through a printing press versus a digital device. Okay, so you have uh, color ink presses, and you have color digital presses, black and white digital presses, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. inline finishing capabilities. Some so, people might not know what that means, though. What's an inline mean? Folding it. Stapling it, making them in the booklets in line, letter folding seven or eight to ten sheets of paper at once, so it can be easily inserted into a number ten envelope for mailing purposes. Okay, I think I understand that. Do you have a a long term strategic planning process that you use there at Minuteman? I'd be lying, Mike. No, I'm, I make it up every day. Oh wow, that's something you need to do. Absolutely, I agree with you a hundred percent. Oh. We've had a rule here, funny rule, but I take some of the day after Thanksgiving when the, the, the company is closed and I'm not going to get any phone calls, and I, I do the strategic plan for the next year. That's worked out real well because uh, you always got to have a strategic plan. Otherwise, you get trouble. How do you get from here to there? Uh, Don, you've owned the company for now since 97, we said? Yes, sir. Do you have an exit plan for yourself? We do. How does that look like? If you don't mind sharing it. No, I don't mind sharing it at all. I have a, a partner we're in this with. He has children I do not. And we're looking at uh, over the next five to six years of uh, continuing to grow the sales. And we would uh, look to market the business and sell and split it 50-50. Okay, so you don't plan to put your partner's children in the business. You just plan to uh, grow the business and then sell it. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Don, we're going to take a. Oh, Don has really agreed to uh, uh, take calls from callers. So if anyone's got any questions for Don, the call-in number is six four six five nine five four nine one six. We'll be able to uh, screen your calls during the uh, commercial breaks, and we're going to take one of the, our first commercial break now. We'll be back in about two minutes. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits, and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. If you're a salesperson or a company owner, my message is critical for you. Today, I want to talk to you about the real secret of getting out of debt. Earn more money. Most salespeople and owners want to sell more at a higher price with better margins, but don't know how. I've helped hundreds of people and companies grow over 30% per year by making an investment in themselves. Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I teach my clients new and different strategies, tactics, and behaviors that get dramatic results. I'm not for everyone. I'm tough, expensive, abrasive, and not politically correct. But if you want results, we need to talk. Call me at 513-753-9400, extension 102. Give me your toughest questions. Then, if you qualify, I'll invite you in for a free meeting, 513-753-9400, extension 102. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with uh, Don Bach of Minuteman Press. Don, when you uh, you look at the next, I don't know, 12 to 24 months, what opportunities or possibilities do you see in the marketplace? I see a tremendous amount of upside, really. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. I think uh, after the election now, people are a little less nervous. We are what we're, well, we've got what we've got, and it's uh, time to get back to business. People are going to need to market their businesses, and that's where I come in. I, I still see a tremendous amount of uh, print possibilities. Mm-hmm. In fact, I we heard yesterday from our guests that they just hired a new marketing person. People still seem to be hiring. Uh, you're not looking for any employees now, though, Don, are you? I'm not at this point, but I'm hoping uh, first quarter of 2013 to add one. Mm-hmm. What type of employee? God willing, production. Mm-hmm. So if it wants to be in production, mail Don your resume. Say, Don, after the show, I, how do uh, people get a hold of you? Easiest way to get a hold of me is at 513-474-9500. Zero zero, or uh, email me at mmp1 at views.net. 
Mm-hmm. And if someone wanted to uh, stop in your print shop for an estimate on some printing, where would they find you? I'm at 8550 Beachmont Avenue in Cherry Grove, Anderson Township. Good. What do you think people are looking for now most in a print solution? Right now? Mm-hmm. I think people just want to have that print solution. They want to be able to have the confidence to pick up a phone or send an email with a, attach a file and trust that it gets done correctly and on time. Mm-hmm. So are people looking for printed material that is the same as the, that which they would email to people? No, absolutely not. Hmm. What do you see as the difference? I think it's the, well, personally, it might be my background, but I think different styles of paper, maybe a linen or a laid mm-hmm. finished paper versus your... I, I don't know what a... Uh, uh, it's uh, very uh, difficult to describe paper on the radio, I understand, or on the telephone. Well, I know what copier paper is, and I know what glossy paper is. It's just I, the finish that they uh, that they that they put on the paper itself. Mm-hmm. It's hard to describe it. I wish I could show it to you, but it's a a difficult thing on the radio. I understand that. Okay. To to sell more printing, are you guys using the internet at all right now? Yes, I, I do email blasts. I I, I um, market through. Uh, can't think of the program right now, but but trying to make our website a little more functional and a little more user friendly. Do you do that in house, or is that done for you by the franchisor? It's done for us by the franchisor, but they actually subcontract it to a to another vendor that's. That's better at that as far as setting up our customer portals and our uh, online file transfer. So if I was looking for a on Google a printer in Anderson, Ohio, would you come up first in the search? We spent. I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, because that's one of the things over the last year Minuteman has done is search engine optimization. So we were paying a little more monthly to buy some Google search words. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Sandler buys about 2,000 search words. Do you know how many uh, Minuteman presses buy? I want to say up to 10,000. Wow. Well, we've got 900 stores in the United States. So we've got some purchasing power where we can s- split the cost a little more equitably. Uh, that, that is a problem. Yeah. And how many Minuteman Press locations are there in the Cincinnati market? If you count Lebanon and Florence, nine of us. Hmm. It's a lot of locations. It is a lot of locations, but it's a, it's actually somewhat of a blessing. I, I'm able to pick up the phone and, and talk to folks, ask them questions uh, on what would happen or what they would do in a certain specific situation. So if you get overloaded with work, can you farm out work to the other Minuteman locations? Yes, we do. I do things for them. We don't all have to buy the same equipment. We're able to share it. Mm -hmm. So I do things for certain Minutemen. They do things for me, like sequence numbering. I don't have a machine for that. I do pick booklets for several Minuteman presses. Do you do uh, signs and banners as well? I have to outsource that. I do use a Minuteman for that. So there's a Minuteman in town that 
of cuts and banners. That's uh, always a simple uh, additional business. Try to farm out as much as we can. Well, that's been the story of printing. You know, if I say I, I want gold foil stamping on the lettering on my cover. And you're not alone. There's several people that nothing performs like gold foil ink. doesn't look like gold foil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there are probably only one or two places in town that have the equipment to do that gold overlay. Only two that I would trust. <laughs> Specialty products. That's the story of printing. Um, we've noticed over the last 10 years that the total number of printers have gone down. Um, has that uh, been an indication of hurting your business, or has it actually helped your business? I believe it's helped us. There's fewer printers chasing the less printing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is most of your printing done here for companies in the uh, local market? Yes. We're, we're pretty much in the Cincinnati area. I only have three or four customers I can think of that are outside of uh, the Cincinnati area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think a lot of that is due to shipping. Paper weighs a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest type of project that you've ever been involved with? Dollar-wise or quantity-wise? Well, if it's not the same, tell us about both. Naturally, <laughs> uh, don't use the name of the customer. I would not use uh Largest order I've ever had was a half a million uh, 9 by 12 envelopes. Well, that's a lot of envelopes. That's all. Now, do you guys actually take the flat paper and fold it and turn it into the, an envelope? Or you buy the envelope? And we buy the on? envelopes and print on them. Okay. And uh, that's the largest single order? That's the largest single order. Of- okay. And what's the weirdest order you ever took? The weirdest order. Probably a baby shower invitation, believe it or not. How so? It was a custom die cut piece that the mother really didn't care about the cost of it as much as she wanted exactly what she wanted. So when you're anytime you're having custom dies built, full color printing gold foil embossing and die cutting small quantities of things, the the cost per unit is generally high. Mm -hmm. Have you had any uh, fun projects with clients? Probably one a week or so, yeah. I'm I'm blessed, I I guess, because uh, I like most of my clients. I don't have to act like I like them. They're, They're generally good people. So what's the last fun project you had? G.I. Joe, not sure what he called them. They were G.I. Joe playing cards, I guess. Not not so much a playing card, but a um, they were baseball card size. Uh, I, I guess they were collector cards more than anything. Hmm. And they were, did you actually coat them in plastic or just print it on the card stock? They were, they were laminated, yes. Mm-hmm. And you did that whole project there in your shop? The only thing I didn't do was lamination. Okay. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. What do you think someone who thinks they should be going into the printing industry should think about before 
coming into the industry? Young people. Your tip for young people. Strong computer skills. Buy a Macintosh. Mm-hmm. What percentage of your business is done with Macs? 99% of the things we create are done on Macs. PDF solves some of the uh, the Microsoft-created issues where we uh, where we struggle with operating systems as Microsoft Word files will print differently from one computer to the next. Adobe PDF solves that. Does make it more difficult to edit those type of files. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to again uh, take a short commercial break in a moment. Uh, if you'd like to uh, ask on a specific question. The number is 646-595-4916. We'll be right back after a Sandler Rule. Today we're going to Sandler Rule number 15. Hi, I'm Rich Isaac from Sandler Training. And I'm here to talk about rule number 15. The best presentation you ever give is the one the prospect will never see. Now let's start by talking about the fact that that rule should not be taken literally. Of course, there's an appropriate time to talk about your products, your services, your solutions, your prices. What happens is that most salespeople simply talk about it too soon. The prospective client will say things to them like, show me what you have, tell me what you can do. And the salesperson, eager to show their credibility and to show their product knowledge, will go into presentation mode. And there's two problems with that. Number one, it's too early to make a presentation because the salesperson isn't knowledgeable enough about the particular situation the prospective client is facing. And second of all, it comes off like a sales pitch. And if there's one thing that prospective clients can't stand, it's someone making a pitch at them trying to convince them. Is there a better way, a better way to show your knowledge and build credibility with the prospective client? Actually, there are two ways. First is you can learn to ask better questions, more insightful questions. And second, you can learn to tell stories, meaningful stories that the prospective client will be able to relate to. Let me give you an example. Let's assume that I sell software to help companies run their warehouses more effectively. I might say, Sam, as the Vice President of Operations, I'm wondering if you ever run into these issues. A lot of people tell me that they have a real balancing act between reducing their inventory expense and still being able to handle just-in-time delivery. It's really challenging for them. Others tell me that they have a difficult time getting their staffs to follow the procedures in their warehouse as exactly and effectively as they could. Now, before I go on, I'm wondering if you can relate to either of those two things. Now, what did I just accomplish? Through simply telling a story and asking a simple question, I was able to show my credibility, show my knowledge, show my understanding of their business. In essence, I presented information in such a way that they got those things without me coming off like a salesperson making a pitch. Remember, if you want to really be the most credible professional salesperson, learn to tell better stories and ask better questions. Remember, if you get good at both of those things, the best presentation you ever give is the one the prospect will never see. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with uh, Don Bach of Minuteman Press. Don, we have a, a theory here that simple solutions to complex problems 
are invariably wrong. Therefore, if you want to solve a complex problem, you need to have an equally complex solution. So, in the years that you've been there at Minuteman Press, maybe you could share with our audience a complex problem that you had, that you solved with a complex solution, and something that might be applicable across many industries, but naturally, no trade secrets. Fair? That's absolutely fair. Good. Tell us about a complex problem you had first. What was the problem? Client needing 50 custom-made, leather-bound books, gold foil embossed, printed in two colors with their company logo, had 16 clear sheets of plastic so they could insert printed products for pretty much a menu, but not a, not a restaurant menu. So it was a complex printing project. Very complex. I uh, was in way over my head. That was one of the problem or one of the features of being part of Minuteman was I was able to contact some of the other owners, mm-hmm. solicit some advice, find reputable vendors that were able to do this because buying leather hides. Is, you don't have much experience <laughs> with that. I've got zero experience with that. I, I got. A little bit of experience now, but but you know we just try to try to provide the client with what he wants exactly what he wants. So you took advantage of the Minuteman network of how many owners are there in Minuteman? Nine here locally. Nine locally, but all over the country. Over the country, over nine hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Sandler, uh, we're now in thirty-two different countries with over 330 operations. That's amazing. Including China. Minuteman's international. Oh, as far as Australia, South Africa, mm-hmm. yeah, we UK. Have, we have two franchisees in uh, Sydney. Uh, really good folks. I, I was over there a couple of years ago, spent some time with them. I would love to get on. I think I was uh, in your class when you went uh, to Australia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a fun trip. Just a short little plane ride? Horrible plane <laughs> ride. But I tell you, I, the only part I would will not recommend is never take a cruise ship across the Tasman Sea. That's where like three oceans come together, and it, it's rough the whole time. You know, there were a lot of people sick. <laughs> In fact, uh, we get an hour out of... Uh, Australia. We left from Tasmania to go to New Zealand. And the captain, the new captain of the ship, they changed captains on Australia. He comes on the uh, intercom and says to everyone, we've been called by the uh, New Zealand Coast Guard to rescue a sailboat 400 miles away because we are the closest ship. A whale hit his boat. He lost his sails and his rudder. And they, they, they put the boat into full speed ahead and uh, they got the See the guy. We got to see a sailboat at 7 a.m. He was exactly where he was supposed to be, and they sent out a zodiac and and ama- I videotaped an amazing rescue. Uh, I I was surprised that they actually attempted to rescue the guy because the, the the waves must have been 25 feet when they the cruise ship was moving the 
the wings on the, under the ocean kind of stabilize it a little bit. But when you stop a cruise ship, the wings are ineffective. So you're rolling. <laughs> We're bobbing like a cord. And the Zodiac is bobbing in a different direction. And these poor guys had to hook the Zodiac, Zodiac up to the ship and hoist it up in between the waves and so that the guys in the Zodiac didn't fall into the ocean. So the cruise ship rescued the guys. There weren't any Coast Guard. We were, we were much closer than the New Zealand Coast Guard. I didn't know if they'd bring them in on helicopter and land them on the ship. Or? Uh, up to 250 miles offshore, I think they would go by helicopter. But he was 400 miles offshore. Wow. And this Tasman Sea was something I don't want to experience again. Uh, good. But we're off the subject of printing. Uh, let's get back to printing. So, in, in, and that's an interesting solution using the other Minuteman Press. And in our world at Sandler, uh, we have uh, the network of hundreds of franchisees. We also have uh, today something called global accounts, so that if I want to service an account in Paris, uh, Mycroft doesn't have to go on a plane and go to Paris. I can call Sandler Corporate. They have 13 guys that will get on the road and go any place that I want to sell training, and it will be fairly reliable. Actually, in uh, very reliable. Starting this month, December of 2013, we're going to have certification in Sandler training at the bronze, silver, and gold levels uh, on the selling side or on the sales management side. And then we'll have a master certification on top of the gold, as well as certifications in some of the specialty courses like networking or negotiating with the savvy buyer or no guts, no gain. Everyone who comes to the client summit in Orlando in February will have a leg up on it. What a better place to be Valentine's Day in Orlando. <laughs> I know I'm going. Well, let's go back to the planned script for the show. Don, you've run the company for <clears throat> a lot of years. Uh, I like to ask our CEO owners uh, a question about leadership. Can you give us can you give the other CEOs and managers listening to the show a leadership tip? Well, I'm not sure if I'm qualified to give leadership tips, but the one thing I try to do every day is show up with a positive attitude, a smile on my face. I have to set that tone. People are looking at me constantly to see how I react to situations. I try to remain as calm, level-headed, and collected as I can be. If I do get angry, I try to do that outside or away from clients and employees. Mm -hmm. I try to lead by example. Lead by example. That's good. So you, you intentionally come into the office every day with a positive mental attitude? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do the affirmations in the mirror in the morning. You do affirmations? I do. I do. I, uh, we have a whole... We have a whole couple of new Sandler programs on affirmations. And I think you uh, you pointed it out to me in President's Club, and it's one of the things that has stuck. Good, good. Well, give us an example of an affirmation you might use uh, or you use today or you plan to use tomorrow. I'll, I'll keep the blue language out of it, but I get up every morning and say, 
you handsome devil, <laughs> don't you ever die. You know? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. It, it It's taken me 53 years to to try not to take myself as serious. And I, I, I just try to get better every day. That's the, that's one of my goals in life is to learn something every day and try to make a, try to make my little part of this world a better place. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, so in short, your leadership tip is to come in every day with a positive mental attitude. Smile on your face even when you feel like absolute crud. Mm-hmm. Good. We didn't have to edit that. <laughs> and it's hard to do that every day. I'm uh, I'm in pain pretty much every day with, uh, with, with the surgical steel on my neck and, and the, the bad right leg. I, I try not to let that affect me. I, I just thank the good Lord every day that I'm able to get up when I wake up. Mm-hmm. As long as I wake up on the right side of the dirt, I'm having a good morning. That's good. It's good attitude. It's good attitude. Uh, you still have the dog? I, I still have. Uh, I've actually acquired another dog. I do have two at this point, and they're both rescue mutts. Uh, um Spoiled, absolutely rotten. Do you ever take the dogs to work with you? I, I don't. I do not bring the the dogs to work, and that's only because I'm in a retail location with the walk-in. Some people are dog lovers. Some people are absolutely terrified of animals. Mm-hmm. I went over to uh, the perspective. Uh, client's office and and she had a, a puppy there it was a, kind of a big puppy well one of the animals i have is a pit bull and i i found him the day after christmas in 2006 walking the uh the other female dog and it was a a, a pitiful situation i don't know if it's a situation where god's testing you but the day after christmas they used this poor dog probably as bait for fighting and, and threw him out into the forest. I was the probably the first unlucky person to walk by it, mm-hmm. um, but I couldn't just leave it to die. Mm. So you, you took the dog to a vet? I did take the dog to the vet 250 bucks later, tried to find him a home, but it was real apparent that the only people that were interested in the animal had no business owning an animal. Mm. So you decided to keep the dog. Long story short, I acquired a pit bull and I was the last type of animal I thought I'd ever owned in my life. I've always had Labrador retrievers or German shepherds, mm-hmm. but uh, he's turned out to be a, a pretty docile little guy. Mm. But, you know, you, you mentioned the word pit bull and people are terrified and he's probably 45 pounds soaking wet, but, it's still, still a pit bull. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, again, if you uh, want to call in and, and ask Don a question, the uh, time is running out. You can still do it, though, at 646-595-4916. 
and we'll take a uh, another break, and we'll be back in a moment with Don Bach from Minuteman Press. Hi, I'm Bob Sinton of Sandler Training. I'm here today to talk to you about rule number 14. A prospect who is listening is no prospect at all. You may have heard this before, but Dave Sandler told me a long time ago that you should follow the rule called 70-30 rule, where the client talks or the prospect talks 70% of the time and you, the salesperson, talk 30% of the time. Most salespeople I run into in my 30 years of doing this understand that. The problem with it is how do you go about doing it? Well, most if not all salespeople know their features and benefits and the uh, the power of what their company can provide clients. Um, so it's easy for them to uh, explain their features and benefits to a client. The problem with that is it doesn't necessarily elicit responses from a client. So what we have to train ourselves to do to be more successful and more professional is take your features and benefits and phrase it and structure it in such a way where it actually elicits a conversational response from your client. For example, a feature and benefit of your company may, may uh, include uh, you can reduce expenses and, and save them some overhead and, and save your clients some money in the uh, long term or short term. Well, a lot of people can say that. That's on your website. It's on your brochure. A more effective way is to say, hey, Ed, can I ask you a question? Uh, what we've done with companies and individuals like yourself is help save them money with some software that helps them reduce expenses, uh, get rid of waste, and adds more money to their bottom line. Uh, do you have anything like that happening here? And if so, can you tell me a little bit about it? Um, what that question does is it obviously elicits initially a yes or no response, but then it quickly goes down the tunnel of what I like calling a conversational uh, dialogue, if you will, between salesperson and client, and you find yourself talking only 30% of the time, and the client ends up talking 70% of the time, and that creates a, a more of a win-win relationship. And that's Sandler Rule number 14, a prospect who is listening is no prospect at all. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Don Bach of Minuteman Press. Don, I'm going to change the subject a little bit. I noticed in your resume that you just finished the uh, 2012 leadership program at Claremont. Why don't you tell the uh, folks in the listening audience a little bit about that program and maybe what you learned? Learned a lot about me. Learned a lot about team building. It was a pretty extensive 10-month class. 10 months. 10 months. First Thursday every month, 22 of us. I highly recommend it for anybody that... uh, wants to learn a little bit more about themselves or improve their skills, social and and other. Uh, Tell us what you did for 10 months on Thursdays. We each had, we broke into teams. We were each assigned a project. I was assigned to a breast cancer awareness project. Blessed to have been involved with five really high-energy people, or four high-energy people plus myself. (laughs) And we were also, not only did we have projects that we were responsible for, we also had to do a group 
day, I guess, for lack of a better word. I did education day. We met at the uh, Grand Career Center. It was, uh, it was, I wanted that expecting it to be hard. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was very hard. It, it was not an easy task. It, it, a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of work involved. What's the, uh, one or two biggest things that you learned from being part of Leadership uh, Claremont 2012? The big takeaways. The big takeaways? Mm-hmm. Leading by example, without a doubt, and challenging the process. What do you mean by challenging the process? Not just to take the easy way out. Look for different solutions. Like? I wish I had a good example for you, Mike. Uh I guess the big one would have been with with how school levies are funded and how tax dollars are allocated. Mm-hmm. It was uh it was interesting to hear as a conservative guy myself, interesting to hear the other side of that equation of how how much Education is vital to a, a community, mm-hmm. and the tax dollars required to do that. It was an eye opener for me. Now, were you in the Claremont school districts? Yes. Okay. And some of the wonderful. I highly recommend. It, it was. It's a hidden jewel in Claremont County. Is Grant Career Center. It's an amazing place. It's not re. Really you have to apply to get into it. They, they don't, the students are not allowed to have tattoos, body piercing. Is this a uh, public school? It is a public school. High school? school? Yes, in Bethel, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Cool. And what do they teach the kids there? It, it's a joint vocational school, so there's auto repair. They have a full service restaurant that is packed at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. It's open to the public. They have a haircutting salon. Really? It, it's it was it was a tremendous. I don't think most of the people in Claremont County even know it exists. It, it, it's absolutely uh, a wonderful school because not everybody wants to go to college. Right. I I, I heard of it as great. But I never knew that it was what I would call a combination old uh, vocational school, teaching people trades. Yes, HVAC. It was, and the students were unbelievably polite. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to be accepted into it, and they they make them walk the line. There's after dealing with some other students and other some of the applications I see they have people fill out an application and drop it off and I'm like very poor writing skills the, the, the grant students were heads and tails above everybody They did they have a, a program in printing? no they did not hmm. so you'd have to get an intern they have internship programs? They do have internship programs, but I I can't think. I, I want to say it's 
the Oaks program out in Milford mm-hmm. also has a, a graphics arts communications program. I can't think of that. I don't know if it's Diamond Oaks or Live Oaks. Mm-hmm. One of the Oaks programs. Have you ever thought of bringing a an intern into your business? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would do it. Have you done it? No, I haven't. Anyone who's listening wants to be an intern or has a, a high school student, get a hold of Don. Uh, actually, one of the best employees I ever had here in Cincinnati was uh, someone I hired as a high school intern. She worked for me after school, and then she uh, came to work for us, and she lasted nine years as a regular employee. And moved on to... General Electric offered it twice what I was paying. <laughs> uh, well, that's then you're not you're not disappointed when someone leaves for a better opportunity. Oh no, that that, that, that was fantastic. Well. Exactly. You know, um, she got a skill set by working here, and I got a really loyal employee. It was a it was good for good for both of us. Uh, and that might be one of the ways to add uh, more employees to your company in the. Uh, in the next uh, couple of months. And I'm very familiar with the Cincinnati State co-oping. Mm-hmm. Well, they've got uh, really big in the culinary arts. The Midwest Culinary Institute is uh, is the cash cow for Cincinnati State at this point. Is it? Sure. Yeah. It high profile attracts lots of donor money. It's a phenomenal program. It is. With the Rotary Club, we were over there and Heavy. walked through it and looked through the studio and sat through some programs and they served us lunch up in their uh, their their restaurant, which is fantastic. Again, it's open to the public. Uh, the Summit, yes, yeah, great place. Have you ever eaten there? I have several times. Okay, I have made the mistake of never getting back there, but uh, I was told they have the most extensive wine list of any restaurant in town due to their name people want to be involved so people donate hmm didn't didn't even realize that they served one not that i would have any experience with that no i'm sure we we wouldn't have any experience with wine or any other alcohol or beverages um not you know you were a a sandler client for uh a couple of years, you came to President's Club meetings. Can you remember one thing that you learned the most that, that made you the most money? Made me the most money? I don't know about making me the most money. I don't know if I can nail that down. But the one thing I use every day is the, hi, I'm Don, and you are? Because people love to have a question they know the answer to. Good. It's a piece of the uh, the networking program that, that's going to run in the uh, first uh, four weeks of January this year. It's amazing how well it works getting, you know, people love, it, it breaks the ice. It, it gets you past that gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are your perfect prospects, Don? Perfect prospects? Mm-hmm. Non-profits. Non-profits. Absolutely. That's interesting. Why did you say that? Wish I had a good answer for that, but that's the uh, probably the lion, probably my top top three customers are nonprofits. Probably ten of the top twenty are nonprofits. Hmm. We ought to come down to the downtown Rotary Club. We we have more nonprofits in there, and the Rotary does 
excellent work. They're an excellent organization. Tremendous mm-hmm. amount, tremendous amount of uh, goodwill generated in the community. Right. We have uh, the Batavia Rotary. Camp as well. Allen. Yes, Camp Allen is in, in Claremont County is owned by the downtown uh, Rotary Club, which I'm a part of. And if anyone wants some information about Rotary, uh, you can call in and speak to me or uh, go back and listen to a Don Keller show uh, with Jane Burkett where we talked about uh, Rotary. That show uh, shot up to over a 1,000 listens in the first week. It was a really big show. Well, Don, do you have any uh, closing remarks or advice for people? Just try to be positive every day. Try to... Life can beat you up. Don't let it beat you up. Get out, knock on doors, go visit your clients, shake their hand, thank them for their business. It's amazing what a what a simple thank you will get you. Uh, I don't think people do that enough. I and I don't do it enough. I, mean, I do it a lot, but I that's one of my goals in 2013 is to get out to everybody, thank them, and move forward. That's a that's a great idea. Just go out and thank you. Thank I you. send out thank you cards all the time. It's a just that simple. I think people appreciate someone that will actually put a pen to paper, put a stamp on an envelope, and drop it in the mail. I get spoiled with email. I've tried to to pick up the phone and call or physically go out and shake hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we actually picked up a guest uh, on the show as a result of handwritten note. Uh Don, I want to thank you for being on the show today. And as appreciation from us to you for being here today, I'm going to give you a copy of the new Sandler book, The Seven, the Eleven Sandler Insights, uh, which was released back in April and went immediately to the number one list position on Amazon.com and uh, then up to the Wall Street Journal uh, number one position for business books. And thanks for coming, and uh, I appreciated it. Next week, we have a couple of good shows. Look forward to it. And uh, Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.